Welcome back to the Character Corner Podcast. It's your host, Chris, here with D-Palm. And like we said, hey, we said we were going to do uh, two in a month. We are trying to live up to that promise. Uh, actually, we said we we're going to do three this month because we also have uh, the second part of Invincible coming up at the end of this month. So um, I, I don't count the Invincible stuff. No, I'm sorry. That counts. I'm sorry. It count, it's on the feed. It counts. <laughs> it counts for you. I, I'm just saying as far as my workload. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, no, it doesn't count because I mean you're you're just you've already reread it. Like I swear to God, you're gonna reread it two more times before you finish. So it's so good because I'm yeah. like I'm gonna read just these next five volumes. Like no, I'm not. No, I'm not. We can also announce now that um, Deepon will probably be joining us for our discussion on the first three episodes. So I think we all three got well, me, you, and Ro got the first three episodes of Invincible. I have to actually set aside time to watch it. Okay. But yes. So um, but. But yeah, so we got the we got the Amazon series. So we'll be talking about that coming uh I think the embargo comes up in the beginning of March. So stay tuned for that, folks. So there's a lot coming on here, even though we, we were talking about we were just talking about how much burned out we are and how tired we are. But this stuff is it's it's work. I'm not gonna say it's not work. I hate when people say that, oh, it's so much fun, it's not work. Like, no, no, it's definitely work. Um but we're still bringing this about because we do like doing it. So um today's special episode because we decided uh, we were going to visit a character that I... It, it's actually kind of funny that we haven't gotten to this character. Um, and I realized that we're also rounding out all of the founding members of the Justice League. We're down to the last remaining two. Um, we haven't done Martian Manhunter yet. And um, we haven't done Barry Allen. We've talked around Barry Allen for a long time. That's so weird, right? Well, I was thinking about how weird it is that we hadn't gotten to Barry Allen, but when after going back and rereading this stuff, I realized what it is. It's like, when you think about The Flash, and we've talked about this when we covered Wally, a lot of the stuff we think about when we think about The Flash came during that Wally West era. You know? And so it's really easy. It, it's, so, it's so funny and ironic when you think about The Flash and when you think about the multiverse and time we're actually going in reverse and dealing with Wally. I mean, dealing with Barry after dealing with Wally actually makes more sense because especially the way the timeline has laid out, you start getting some of the things you think about and some of the retcon they've done and some of the revisiting they've done. You get some of that in later times. And we, we've, we've done, we did it. We're going to talk a little bit about Jay Garrick t- today too. We're going to lead off with that, but we did him with the GSA. We did mm-hmm. Wally West. So we covered a lot of, a lot of stuff with Wally. Wally becoming the Flash, what happened with Barry. We did, I think we, did we do Crisis on Infinite Earths? I think we did Crisis. We did because we did um, the different eras of comic books. Yeah, we did the er- different eras of comic books. I do think we still need to go through the, the different crises, because that's also going to cover a lot of uh, the Flashes, because almost all the crises involve a Flash. Um, we covered Bart, and we're going to cover some of the, the, the not just, uh, this first part is really focused on Barry with a little bit of Jay. We're going to cover the second part of this, be a smaller episode, we're going to cover the rest of the Flash family. Um, we covered a lot of them during that Wally episode. We did um, the Teen Titans. When we did the Teen Titans Volume 3, that's Bart. You know? Yep. And so we've covered so... And then we did a follow-up on Wally, you know? And, and then we've been... And then if you've been listening to us on um, Super Tuesday or even on the, uh, some of the mailbags, we did... We covered um, The Button. We covered Doomsday yep. Clock. And then you, you, every time we do a poll, as you hear us talk about that, that Josh Williamson's run of The Flash, which we are going to do. We're, even though we're covering Barry now, we're definitely going to do a whole... Like, we probably won't go into super details about that run, the latest run of, 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 of The Flash, just because we are definitely going to cover that in its entirety 
in another episode. But like when you think about it, it's like we've done we've done as close as you can to talking around Barry Allen <laughs> without actually covering. I'm gonna say something that's semi disrespectful, but also a lot of truth. Mm-hmm. It's almost like for a long part of Barry Allen's career, he was more important as an idea than a character. So it's but it's not disrespectful because it's so funny you say that when we talk about um the first flash rebirth when he comes back bart says that bart is actually upset that barry's back going like what he's doing here it, i don't he's my he's my godfather he's my grandfather but i don't know him. like wally's my flash like bart says that it's like barry's just a legend like that's what he bart's knows. a smart kid yeah and i'm like he's not wrong because when you think about barry like everything barry, people talk about with barry it comes either during the Wally run or after it, or the very, very beginning when he dies. Like, I mean, we're going to cover it in the, in, 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 I think that after his return was really about building up the legend of what was Barry Allen. Um, or was it about uh, Jeff Johns' inability to lead the Civil War in the past? Oh, you know. Uh, it's all, you know, it also is, and I was talking <laughs> to someone else who works in comics who's smarter than me, and he, 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 he makes his living in comics. And he said to me, it's an easier tagline, the fastest man alive, splash of chemicals, Barry Allen, then. The fastest man alive, splash of chemicals, because he was visiting his uncle, because his uncle was secretly the flash, but he didn't know it at the time. So he got sprayed with the same chemicals and demonstrating how his powers go about. You know, it's, I get it. It's an easier, cleaner sell, Barry Allen, splash of chemicals, fast man alive. Bang, bingo, bingo, dunzo. I get that. So when I make fun of the nostalgia play that is, the various rebirths and this later embrace of Barry Allen, I am kidding, kind of. <laughs> well, you know, the thing about it is, too, it's it's a weird thing. It's the, I, I, I don't think it's necessarily, because I also don't think it's a, it's a, it's a bad critique of, of, of what, what DC did here. And like I said, we love, we love just what Jeff John does a lot of times, but you're like, he does have this weak point of one, the nostalgia and two, nearly killing and tragedy, uh, <laughs> tragedy of people. We'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. Um, have you killed their parents? Yet? Right. Right. Have you, have I, have you tried killing their parents? Um, let's, but, let's but you try, let's, kill, let's kill a parent. See what but, happens. But I'll also say this, I'll also say this. And I think this is a problem. Like, Barry is also one of the easier characters we've ever done when it comes to DC's history. And well, the Flashes are. Because they have a straight line, and unlike some of the other Golden Age characters, like, and we're going to start with Jay here, but, like, DC had, and for the longest time, they actually pulled it off for a little bit there, they had the progression you can do to kind of have your character go through the air. They have a Golden, you have a Golden Age Flash. You have the Silver Age Flash. You have a Bronze Age Flash. We technically could have had a Modern Age Flash with Bart and keep going, keep the line going because they had already done that. We had already had this way of passing on the tradition and passing the mantle on the different characters, and readers went with it. Like there was really, while I understand the tagline aspect of it, there was really no reason to do it because you had already done it and it already worked. Like it's one of the things that I get it. You know, you you're not you, you feel some kind of way about passing it on from Superman, uh, from Clark Kent to somebody else, or from Bruce Wayne to somebody else. But with the Flash, you did it. The Flash and the Green Lanterns, right? You 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 yes. were able to pass it on to different characters, and and it wasn't like these are just like some small inconsequential runs. They did it, and it's like 
And it's not unheard of. I mean, we talk about this all the time with Marvel. It's like, Marvel did it with Ant-Man. <laughs> like, when you talk about Ant-Man, it's like, you start realizing, it's like, well, technically, Hank Pym wasn't Ant-Man for the longest time because they passed it on to Scott relatively quickly. And then they keep it going. And, and, and then Scott stole it. Huh? Scott stole it. Well, he stole it, and, but they let him keep it. <laughs> you know? yes, but, but, you know, and, and, you know, but it's like the mantle's passed on, and, and now you have two. Right. And it's like thing of you don't have to get rid of it. And I think that's where I think the problem came in with DC with with Barry Allen and stuff like that is, you know, you 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 pass it on, you bring Barry back, fine. Hey, nobody says dead, that's fine. But then and we'll get to this, you then get rid of everything else. And and so that I think was the the big mistake there. Like you could have had multiples, like they had it going for the longest time and it worked. And and honestly, it, I think it's one of the things that you know, we talk about the DC characters being, you know, being gods, right? And it's hard sometimes to relate to, to being gods and that. And I'm like, true, unless you start reading the comics, you realize that they're usually about something way closer to that. Like, the Flash is about family. Like, they make it a very personal thing. Like, it's so much about family that even his villains are family, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, how can you not have that as we, your connecting thread? You know, right. and when you start looking at all the other all the other characters they have, it's like, hey, Batman's about family. If you think about it, you know, and 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 the where where they fuck up is when they start focusing on these actual the characters that are 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 traits, but are not like the defining thing of the character. Like you start focusing on Batman being the dark brooding Dark Knight, and not like the fact <laughs> that he's you know, a single dad that, you know, is trying to make sure his kids keeps you know, adopting kids, keeps adopting kids. Right. It's like, you know, that, that the flash always, the biggest thing about the flash is, and again, some of these, these concepts came out during the Wally era, but they're very, they're, they, they, they stay throughout. Flash always has family and the family's his lightning rod. The way he always finds his way back is his lightning rod, mm-hmm. his family. Right. It's like, that's just, that's the thing there. And so, it's so funny to me to see that people struggle with these, these concepts and like, oh, well, I don't know how we're going to do these characters on the big screen. I'm like, they're the simplest concepts in the world. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's so funny to me because when I start thinking about it, I'm like, it's, it's the, and, and God, please don't give me emails about this because I really don't care about this, but I see people talking about it enough. I feel like people understand this reference, but it's the Apple versus Samsung debate for me. When people were like, well, Samsung did it first, and they, they did it cheaper, and they did it better, stuff like that. I was like, yeah, but maybe Apple has better marketing. A lot of times, that's what you see with, with, with Marvel and DC. DC usually has done it first, right? The characters, the family aspects, some of these things in here. But for some reason, they just either don't market it, or they drop it, or they don't, they don't use that as the defining part of it. And then Marvel comes in and says, we're going to do that, we're going to do it even better. We're going to make it family. Right. We're going to do this. And we're going to make these characters connect. We're making the world outside your window and make it that the tagline. And you start looking at and when you start reading Flash books, you're like, but technically, you know, the Flash can, it can be your street level, you know, world outside your window guy, too. It's like he's a guy who's faster than, faster than the speed of sound, but yet is always late. <laughs> you know, it's like all the power in the world and is always late. He's the guy, uh, I was just, I just, I, right before we got on, I was reading the, um, the the Green Lantern and Flash uh, run that Mark Wade did uh, the um, Brave and the Bold, and mm-hmm. when when Hal takes uh, Barry to the party and Barry just sitting there in the corner, and I'm like, yo, how can you not? That's such a Barry Barry and Hal thing. Like they're complete opposite friends, 
you know? Oh, for and, sure. And it's just like, how can you not relate to that? And I'm like, this is this is good. This is what these are what these characters are. But for some reason, they you know they just they just they don't get it. I don't understand. It's just sorry. I just had to. It was one of the things after going back and reading some of these things. I'm like, these are so personal. How can you not? How can I get this? So anyway, um, but yeah. So we're gonna jump through this. But like I said, the first thing we're gonna do is we're we're gonna try to go. Uh, we're gonna cover Jay in and bury this episode and then we'll go to some some of the other characters i did want to kind of mention um the characters that have kind of held the mantle of flash right i just wanted to kind of mention them so we'll, we we've already covered um while they were covering jay jay garrick in this episode and barry allen so jay garrick's first appearance was flash comics number one 1940 and then barry allen was showcase comics number four in october 1956 <laughs> And I'm gonna say some things. We get to like kind of we get to the break between Jerry and Barry. <clears throat> that if you've heard our history of comics, or maybe even our Wally episodes, you'll hear you'll you recognize me saying it. But doing the rereading, it's even more true in action than it is in theory about the delineation of the Silver Age and the importance Barry Allen has for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Wally West makes his first appearance in Kid Flash in Flash uh, One Ten. Uh, Bart Allen comes in that I think it's the uh, volume two of the Flash during the Wally era is issues ninety one and ninety two um, as Impulse. Uh, he's a Kid Flash for the first time in that Teen Titans volume three and, and number four, um, and then he eventually becomes a Flash at some point. Um, and then technically there is a fifth here, and I almost didn't put him here, but I guess he technically counts. I think Evothon counts. Technically. Don't. Technically, I, I mean, technically, he's one. Oh, technically, he's one. I'm not saying there's not a there's not a villain agenda at all. I cannot build an agenda somebody <laughs> so evil. But I will say, we are not thirty. We are not thirty minutes in this podcast. I said I am not going to do it. All right, you I just been, said you just included Eberthon in the list of flashes. But I mean that that is more of a technicality okay, than okay, anything else. Okay. Am I okay. am I am am I technically right? Wow. After your antics, I think it was two <laughs> two podcasts ago on the one division, and now this. No, I, no, I understand. Ah, I understand you being. I understand you being a little hesitant and 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 suspicious of me saying this. I am not having a villain agenda for Earbothon. He is a complete yet. Sh- no. Yeah. No. No. Completely. No. Yeah. There is no yet here. He is. He is pure evil. Okay. Um. But I did want to cool. mention. I do cool. believe that technically he does technically. <laughs> technically fall under this however short and however evil he was in there um but like i said let's start with, let's start with jason peter garrick um so flash comics number one uh 1940 created by gardner fox and harry uh harry lampert um flash comics was actually published by all american publications so it actually wasn't yes dc comics at the time and again this is this is the, the golden age. This is the 1940s. Um, there's also a couple other um, golden age characters that showed up around uh, this time that later on become part of the Flash family as well. We'll talk about them later. But there's um, Max Mer- Mercury started off as Quicksilver and Johnny Quick as well, both around this this uh, 1940 time period in the golden age here. Um, he uh, gets his powers. Like all the all, almost all the flashes basically get their powers through some kind of you know scientific experiment. 
Um, this one was involved in uh, inhaling the vapors of hard water. Hard water vapors. Don't think too hard about it, kids. It's yeah. a speed. Science happened. He's fast now. <laughs> right. and the thing about it is, you talk about and very astutely how much science plays into these characters, especially the backgrounds. I believe Jay in the time is a, a college scientist. Mm -hmm. Barry's a forensic scientist and he gets his powers. It's it for me it makes it accessible. Mm -hmm. It's not a magic ring from the stars. It's not a billionaire. You're not a billionaire. Right place, right time, science. And just like I talked about how simple the tagline is, Splash of Chemicals is the fastest man alive, Barry Allen. What are his powers? Cool. He's super fast. Mm -hmm. And whatever you need that to do, it will do in the story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jay's costume is, but now you guys have all seen it, the, the, the blue pants with the lightning on it with the, the red shirt, red, red spandex shirt with the lightning on it. And the, the the thing that really stands Jay out is the the metal the metal helmet with the wings on it, um, basically based off of uh, the images of um, the god Mercury, which again kind of launches you into this idea of something that they play on later on. Uh, again, not during this 1940s time period, but this idea of one, you know, there's just the characters being basically the characters of the gods, and also particularly the flashes basically being speed speed gods right um but again they weren't thinking of all that when they did this um but yeah so i i think the the again we're not gonna go to a whole bunch i didn't go back and read a bunch of 1940 comics guys because again i just i'm not that guy when it comes to this kind of stuff i i will say that <laughs> well, it's, it's also tough it's also tough all yeah. flash was canceled after 32 issues in 48 yeah uh, flash comics was canceled in 49 after 104 mm -hmm. all star comics as a, as a whole was canceled in 51 and that was the end of jay garrick's experience so for 11 years jay garrick existed yeah i mean and and, and there were and, and and there were some key pieces that during this time period that jay garrick brought right um one we mentioned all-star comics it, in all-star comics that's when he was in the part of the founding of the justice society of america there's all-star comics number three in 1941 right so that's mm -hmm. that's our man dr Faye, specter um sandman adam jay garrett the flash and then alan scott the green uh, green lantern and hawkman right so that was the, the gsa and we did a whole gsa uh issue on that um episode on that um we'll we'll link it into the in, into the show notes so you guys can go listen check that out there um so he was part of there um being he, he not only just a founding member he was the first chairman of the group um and and he becomes a recurring jay jay allen and then um who who's wildcat um ted ted those are those three become basically the uh the foundation of whenever they bring the JSA back there's other other JSA members that come back those usually you always almost always have those three and those are the three even when you get into the modern ages you bring those three forward uh there was some issue where they have uh, one of their the, I think one of the, some somebody get imbued the JSA with ma uh, with uh, some magic and that's what kind of slows down their aging and things like that they they explain it all in, in there and I'm pretty sure we covered in a JSA episode um <laughs> they they find ways to make yeah, it make sense they they find ways to make it sense um 
But I think the other the other key thing that 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 Jay Garrett brought here, aside from just having the Flash being a, being a name and the JSA, was Joan, like him having Joan and eventually marrying Joan, and and having that. And when and when they cancel, I think it was Flash Com- or All Star Comics, he really goes into retirement with his wife. And so you start off right here with the with starting off this idea of the Flash and family. And and this whole idea that Flash has never run alone, and they're never really alone, and things like that. And so I think those key aspects are things that that really help. And so when you're bringing that character forward into the modern times, the Barry and well, really technically Wally, uh, you know, it it all makes sense, right? And I think those are the, the aspects of that that really kind of help, um, kind of propel us to start getting us uh, to the Flash family we have today. Um, and again, you know, go ahead. what I really like is that it starts with Jay, but you're right. And it, you say the flash family and you're right. It makes sense. And it builds at every generation, the flash or the speed, a speech related to the flash is a founding member of one of these teams. Yeah. Wally and the teen Titans, Bart and his class, yeah. Barry and the justice league. Yeah. It's, and and it's said more than once, quite hokily, almost to the point now it's almost cliche that the a flash comes in, runs his racing names off his baton. Yeah. But watching the Alan West Garrick bloodline legacy kind of permeate through the DC universe has been so cool. Like just from like a a macro, let's take a step back and look at it point of view. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, it's so good. No, no, go go finish that. I would say it's interesting how they're able to pull it off, and it speaks to more than any other family or character character in the DC universe. It's a true legacy, right? You know, it's 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 also the the it's also the one that, and again, I guess because of the way they've shaped their powers, and again, when you can start using speed as a get out a jail card for everything, it's the one that's the one thing that's able to legitimately span time in the multiverse without i'm not gonna say causing too much trouble because obviously the flashes always cause trouble when they span the multiverse and time but when it comes to the reader it's an easier lift for us right when you see a flash show up you're like of course a flash shows up of course we're dealing with you know the minute we see we are trained now even if you're in you know uh uh even if you you know you just hop in and you know about a little bit about the flashes you hop into a dc universe and you find somebody's fucking with the timeline or somebody's doing you're like damn it where's a flash right it's like it, it, it's <clears> like <throat> if it, it's like if you were in the x-men universe and somebody's messing with time you're like where the fuck is hank mccoy right like what the fuck did hank mccoy do this time right and i think that's the um i think that's the the thing uh here is they gave them whether they they, uh, they clearly didn't know up front right and they're still clearly figuring things out as they go along now but th- the flashes are 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 the way that for good and for bad they they handle continuity in the multiverse they're always there and there's always a way to kind of deal with them and again that's good in some cases it's bad in some cases but it's always there and and it's and it's and it's a perfect way to kind of bridge that that gap between the different eras because again and it's one of the things that DC had to struggle with, the fact that you've had characters since the 1940s, technically 1930, right? 1938. So you've had these characters for this long. How do you have this through line? And 
with Batman and Superman, it's harder because they were, you know, Batman's always been Bruce Wayne, right? You know, Superman's always been Clark Kent. But with The Flash, it's like, well, no, it's, it was Jake Garrett before, <clears throat> you know? Like, the first, we're getting into to Barry Allen, when Barry Allen comes in and um, showcase comics, number four, he's reading, a, he's reading Flash comics. He's reading about Jake Garrett in Flash comics, yeah. number one, right? So you had this, this way of kind of saying, well, oh, yeah, those, those, those golden age heroes that I read about, oh, yeah, that was, that was Jay Garrett. That was my Flash. And that becomes an inspiration for, for Barry Allen when he goes through his, his chemical accident and becomes a Flash. You know? Right. So, um, so as we were mentioning, Barry Allen, um, showcase number four. Um, he gets... I, Good. This is it. If you're ever like, oh, I wonder the history of comics, where would you say the Silver Age starts? Right here. Yes. Showcase four, the arrival of the greatest superhero costume <laughs> in the history of comic books. You look one second at the Barry Allen Flash costume, you know that man moves fast. That's all you need to know. The red, the yellow, the boots, <laughs> the scarlet, the, the lightning, the silly headwings, but the eye holes where you can see the face. It's, I, I look at that cover, and there are, there's no question of what this character does. Yeah. Not one. It's, it's, it's the mixture of fantasy and science fiction, plus with a graphic eye towards the future. That defined the Silver Age, and and it's also a costume that, for most part, doesn't really change. You know, some people may screw up the boots while yeah. he changes the belt. But yeah. you're right; that's the Flash suit. That's yeah. the suit. Yeah, they may add new lines for Fifty Two because Jim Lee likes drawing lines. That's fine. <laughs> this is the Flash suit. Right. It's. It's it's the iconic like you know what it is, you know, and mm. and it makes sense, and it's so simple. It's one of those things that you'd almost have to be an idiot, you almost have to be a complete moron to mess a suit up, and to add. You know, I'm not gonna go there, but like it's the simplest thing in the world. Like you said, you know what it Scarlet, is. Scarlet lightning, <laughs> yellow lightning. That's kind of important. Let's move on. Yeah, you know, it's it's the simplest thing in the world. But it's iconic. And like you said, this is what launches off the Silver Age. And, yes. and, and when you think about what later becomes, we thought, later talk about with the multiverse and, and, and stuff like that, it makes even more sense that a course of Flash kicks it off. A floor, I mean, yeah. yeah, it just, it just, it just fits. It just fits. Um, yeah. So, like you said, the I want to say this volume. So when he gets his own series, when does the Flash series actually start? Uh, Let's take a look. I'm trying to see shortly after. I can't remember. I can't remember how shortly after showcase it starts. Um, like a publication history, like yeah, Flash number one, yeah, 
I'm trying to. I, I should have had this written down. No, you're fine. We can look it up real quick. It's an audio medium. Yeah, yeah. You, this, this, we're doing this live, folks. And we're not going to cut this out. Flash uh, Volume 1, da, 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 1959. Right. So, 19, February 59. Yeah. February 59. Um, and Showcase was uh, 1956. Uh, Mm-hmm. October 19th. So about three years, right? He's in 59. So three yes. years after re- debuting in Showcase, he gets his own his own run. And I believe that run lasts at least 350 issues. So they brought back the legacy numbering now, so now we're up to 750. Yeah. So, yeah, it ends at 350 because that's the... Yep, So and we'll get to that. Um, but 350 issues, folks. 350 issues of, 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 of Barry Allen. So, and again, so I don't want us to make it seem like when we, we jump into talking about um, Wally and things like that, that somehow like there wasn't a lot of issues with the Flash and the character wasn't popular enough and things like that. 350 fucking issues. Right. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, a lot of issues to go through. I mean, I want to say, when did 350 come out? That came out. Uh, boom, 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 that's 300. I just clicked on, sorry, I clicked on the thing and it went to, it went to issue 300, not 350. There we go. 350 came out in 85. Yeah. So from, from 59 to 85. We've had, here's a, we've had more flash since 85, which should yeah. give everyone a little bit of a pause. Yeah. We're all getting very old. Yeah. 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 yeah this came out, this, this flash ended three years after. Like that's just, that's just yeah, it just gives me a pause. But no, I'm saying to say like, there's a lot of groundwork for 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 Barry during that time. There 350. Now I clearly did not read all 350 of those issues. Yeah. Um, but what we're gonna do here, I I, I think I want to pull out some of the important things because I think there are some really important things. Some of them we we covered already. Because again, one of the things I forgot to mention that we also covered is we covered the Flash villains. <laughs> We forgot we did the rogues. We've done We've done everything but Barry Allen. So, um, but yeah, so uh, I think the, uh, debut also in showcase number four was also Iris. Iris West. Um, so future, future wife of, of Barry Allen and from the 30th century, but we'll get to that later. Um, the original Rogues, uh, so we had Captain Cold debuted in showcase number eight, so not too long after uh, The Flash's debut. Uh, so Leonard Snart. We had uh, Mirror Master Sam Scudder. That was in Flash 105. Uh, Gorilla Grodd was in 106, with, along with Pied Piper, also in 106. Uh, Weather Wizard, uh, Flash 110, 1960. Uh, the trickster, Jesse James Trickster, was in Flash 113 in 1960. Captain Boomerang uh, was in like uh, was in uh, 117. Uh, the top Roscoe Dillon, Dillon was 122. Abracadabra was in 128 in 62. Uh, like like hold on for a second. Just listen to that run of original concept villains. Yeah, it's what? it's it's what we did the the road run with uh. Spider-Man, when you peel off that Silver Age list, you're yeah. like, holy shit. Yeah. That's the same list here. It's insane. Yeah. They're going, it's like they're so shortly after themselves. And like I said, the, 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 the reason why I'm listing these off is these are not like names you, you list off and you don't hear from again. 
much like what we talked about with the the spider and i'm so glad you brought the spider-man rogue list up is again that list gets they they happen so quickly after each other they're like but these are the names that we stayed around with but even even more so than spider-man these are names that getting got passed on when barry passes the, the when the horse gets passed to wally wally's still dealing with a lot of these same villains or their predecessors, right? Or I mean, or, or their their successors, right? And so it's so crazy. Abracadabra was in uh, sixty two. Heatwave McRory uh, was in 60, 63. Here's the crazy thing about this too. I was thinking about this every time I think of the Silver Age. I always immediately because I'm such a I'm a Marvel guy. I immediately go to the sixties. I always forget that the Flash kicked it off in the fifties. And so you've got this list it's, up here. It's the first comic that brings back. Superheroes after Charles the Innocent and after World War II. Exactly. Seduction of the Innocent Charles, excuse me. So, uh, what, um, when was uh, Fantastic Four? When, when did the, were they 63? I think it was that, that run. 61. 61. 61, I believe. Right. So, and I, and I guess the X-Men were 63, I believe. Yes. So, by the time the Fantastic Four have come through, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, we already have seven of the classic villains of it's why, dude. It's so wild it's when you really think about crazy. it on the macro sense. Right, it's fucking crazy. Um, Golden Glider, uh, Lisa Snart comes in at two fifty in nineteen seventy seven, and then Ra- uh, Rainbow Raider was in two eighty six, probably much the last of the the big. I'm ones. really glad Rainbow Raider made the cut. That's yeah, Ra- Rainbow Raider made the cut. Um, well, like you said, this is a that's a crazy list. By the time out of almost like Mick Rory with the last of 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 the ones before the X Men came out, right. That's a crazy list of these villains. And, and, um, yeah, it, it just, I, when you start thinking about it, and when you think back to, I think that's the thing that always, t- that, that throws me off about the Silver Age, is just, you know, Golden Age is one, one thing, you know, you don't really remember a lot of the, you know, even, a lot of it's not pulled in a lot, but for the Silver Age, that stuff lasted. Because mm-hmm. it, 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 it's lasting today, you know? And so, yeah. It's, it's, it's powering the, the, the show on CW. Yeah. Yeah. Um, during that time, uh, The Brave and the Bull, number 28, came out. That was, six, that was in the 60s. And so that is the for, formation in the first issue uh, that has the Justice League. And we've talked about this before. So the, the interesting thing about the Justice League is, on that cover, even though Batman and Superman are part of the founding team, they are not on the cover for the longest time. So, um, but Barry Allen is. So you have Barry Allen, you have Hal Jordan, you have Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and you also have Martian Manhunter. Harding Starro on the cover of Brave Man. the Bold 28. Yep. Man. It's... So... This is the, the founding seven, you know? And like I said, we've covered almost, I can't believe we've covered almost all of them so far. We've covered everything about Barry Allen except for Barry Allen. Yeah, we've done everything. But it's, just, it's just crazy to me that we've got, gotten this far. Um, issue 123 of The Flash is the, the classic cover of Flash of Two Worlds. That's the one that has uh, Barry Allen and Jay Garrick on the front cover. This is where you have uh, one thing we forgot to mention about Jay is Jay was uh, the founding city for Jay was Keystone City. Yes. Um, and Barry uh, Allen is, is in Central City, and Barry is doing some magic tricks for some kids on stage and ends up 
uh, vibrating so hard he goes to um, a, a basically a new world. A new. If you have a problem with the DC multiverse, this is the reason why. Yeah, starts here. Flash one twenty three. He gets transported to what they've done. So what happens is so. You made a great point earlier when you talked about the invention, the creation of Jay Garrick. It was not done by Detective Comics, DC Comics, or any of the subsidiaries at the time. The way DC grew is it bought out these independent companies. And it would relegate them to their own earths, their own universes. They tried the thing with the team with the JSA. It worked pretty well. So when the Silver Age tries it again, they could have very well not mentioned that they were stealing their own ideas. But Flash 123 changes everything. Everything. Because now, those books that you used to have, they happen. They count. They matter to the characters you're reading today. Gardner Fox, Carmine Infantino, editor Julius Julius Schwartz. Julius Schwartz's autobiography, what did he call it? Man of Two Worlds. That's how impactful this book is. 61, this book predates the existence of the Fantastic Four. Mm-hmm. So when, the, when, when, when I sell you, when other people sell you, and I will, I'm the guy who says it all the time, Marvel decided to put all their characters in one universe by doing something like throwing the Fantastic Four building in the back of a Spider-Man splash page. Motherfucker, they've got two universes colliding four months before in D.C., this is it. This is the foundation of that. And they they played with the what this means and how they're gonna and 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 again I I will say this like we talk a lot about how writers come in and they they mess up characters they mess up universes and I will say you know say what you want about them bringing Barry Allen back and things like that and and again the mess up because New Fifty Two take that stuff out though for the most part they've done a great job of how they retcon and how they connect everything around the flash. And 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 I and I will say this because they have an easy out because his powers and the speed of being able to go back in time and to go to the and trans and transist the multiverse allows you to play around with things like this. Right? And so there's different ways of how they handle it. So you know when 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 Barry Allen shows up in in, in Keystone City, he realizes it's a Keystone City he realizes that's the wait. That's the thing I read in Flash comics. That Flash comics I grew up with, and so he races to what he thinks is the home, what he knows to be the home of his hero, the hero he read about, Jan Joan. And he shows up, and they talk, and they they fight crime together, take down a uh, take down some villains, and then he goes back home. And now later on, later 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 things uh, that people have done to show that. That uh, Keystone City was actually a, the the long lost twin city of Central City. Oh, the, the, yeah. The, it could have been so simple. Yeah, they if it flashed one twenty three, they were like they are two separate worlds. They never thought about it again. Yeah. But DC loves jamming shit together. <laughs> yeah, and now Barry Allen can't grow up reading Flash comics unless he's reading Flash periodicals because that should actually happen in his yeah. world. Yeah, so. It's, it's now changed, and that's how you get Keystone. But but Keystone City didn't start off as being the twin city of Central City. No. Didn't start off that way at all. Um, that's something that later comes in, and they basically say, I think it was like the trickster or somebody else had. had oh, it was the trickster the, in the shade. It was the fiddler in the shade. There you go, fiddler in the shade. 
had hidden Keystone City from everyone. It's a whole big thing that we won't. Uh, it's almost like it would have been easier to leave it the way it was. Right. But um, that's a big thing. Oh, I should also go back and say that one uh, Flash 110 is also the first appearance of Wally West as Kid Flash, right? And so mm-hmm. literally what they do is they recreate the, how the Flash had his accident, and that's how Wally gets it. His power. Wally rocks just as like a little version of the red and gold for a long time. Yeah, he does. It's literally a, a, a mini Barry Allen uh, for that. Um, we also to talk because I mean I guess we jump right into because we've talked so much about the Flash. We should probably talk about the the powers, um, even though we kind of we kind of know. Um, but at this time, Flash is really just really fast. He can he can vibrate to 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 go through uh, vibrate his body to to go through inanimate objects. He's can, um, he's faster than the speed of sound. Jay wasn't at one point. Um, and again, when, when during the golden age, Jay wasn't that fast, just a really fast human, uh, with the, with this, with this gene. But again, they've kind of retconned Jay Garrett later on. And I think that's really kind of tied to when they create the speed force, but, um, and, and Barry has his costume hidden in his ring. That's what we always talk about the ring here. Um, Barry hides his costume in his ring. And that's the, the, the key difference is also between each of the flashes also how they they get their costumes jay never kept his co- uh, costume in the ring he was just like i just run really fast to put it on barry had his in a in a ring that had a spring that was able to pop his costume out that he could get into but then wally wally was the one that could create his own costume out of the speed force but we'll talk about that one. um <clears throat> but yeah uh 123 it's like i said the flash of two worlds at that time, it was just like kind of a fun thing to kind of say, hey, remember that Golden Age Flash? Hey, we're going to bring him back so you guys can see. And it's a, a kind of a little fun one-off. But like you said, it's something that has way long, longer and, and bigger um, ramifications on all of, all of DC comics and what they did with the multiverse, for good and for bad, right? Um, 125. It, and this is also an important thing to say. That was him going between worlds, not time travel. Because two issues later, right, is the creation of the cosmic treadmill. Um, the oh com- my goodness, yeah. Well, again, more concepts. Bam, 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 yeah, bam. It's it's high it's, concepts just at you again. It's it's so funny because and, and and that's the thing here. It's like there aren't and, until you get to really the um. Take it to the, the death of Iris and then like the trial of the flash. There really aren't, isn't like a run that I can point to. Like I'm reading during these, these, in these early years of, of Barry Allen. I can look and say, yeah, read that run there. That's a good thing. But it's the concepts they bring in, right? The concept of the multiverse, the concept of time travel and, and Barry using, having to use a cosmic treadmill to travel between time to go forward in time, backwards in time. Right, that is like this this key concept, and then what is it? It's fourteen issues later. You get another what seems like could be a drop in the bucket villain that isn't you know isn't too far off from what they did in villains these days, where you get the villain that's the opposite of your hero. Right, we get this all the time. You get Eobard Thawne showing up. I should be really careful with you all create these characters and just be like, <laughs> yeah, he's a bad version of the good guy. And be like, that's it. And like, no, no, no. Someone might spice that up one day and like 
turn your character into a murderer like a million times over. Yeah. So again, what could have been a drop in the bucket. And again, it's just thinking about the time frame in this, right? Flash 139, September 1963. First appearance of Earbot Thon as Professor Zoom, the reverse flash. Um the during uh one of uh scientists that was working with the flash decided to send um they wanted to send basically prove out that they were they were they could send things through time and sent a um basically a time capsule forward in a time um sent it uh it, it, inside of it was also an atomic time capsule uh which he, the scientist realizes was would had actually um uh, uh could because it was going through time because of sciencey stuff uh it was actually an atomic bomb and so they needed a flash to go and stop it um Eobon thought the the time capsule went into the 25th century uh when it crashed out popped a costume uh cuz inside the time capsule was also along with the atomic clock was also a, a costume of the flash um Eobon took it uh, he had become a, he was obsessed with the Flash, decided to use it and become the Reverse Flash. He reversed the uh, the colors on it, made it a yellow costume, and then uh, because again science was able to put the costume on and and could use Barry's powers because of the the speed in the, in the suit costume. He he used a tachyon device to kind of amplify the the suit speed. Um, it's important to know that once we we get the concept of the speed force, that Eobardthon never actually could connect to the speed force um so it's also super important that that's origin one so say, yes. once you've introduced yes. time travel yes things get super weird and like the idea for some of the high concept stuff that would come later like a flashpoint or things of that nature are really planted here and this is super early in this character's existence yeah yeah i mean uh, and and uh, yeah we'll, and we'll talk about this like this is the origin one of this that is not the origin of the earbud thon that we all think of um like you said it's a, it's a it seems like a simple concept you know um flash defeats zoom in the 25th century um and um you know stopped the clock and then went back went back in time destroyed thon's costume being you think it's done right you think this character you never can see this character again and turned out to be one of the most consequential characters of Barry Allen's life. You know, a character that you would think that just popped up this once and you never see again. No. No. Um, I, I, I don't know if there's anything... I, I, at some point, Iris and, and Barry uh, not only, no longer dating, they become married. So uh, they're married. And, and one of the key aspects of Barry Allen during this time is that Barry's always late. He's, um, and he's just, it's, it's so weird because he's, it's, you love these characters that do this. Like, he's the character that juggles, he's the character that juggles both his, his, his person, his, his personal life and his flash life. It's one of those things that we've talked about this before when we talk about things like Bruce Wayne and Batman, right? About so many times. Over the years, characters never, some writers never dealt with the Bruce Wayne aspect of Batman. I know that's starting to change now, but it's one of, probably one of the, the biggest, like, uh, drawbacks of, of Batman. But here with, with Barry Allen, that was never the case. 
Barry Allen and and it was just as important as the Flash, if not more. It, I think part of that was because of <clears throat> it's it's who 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 he was and 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 how they wrote the character. Also, super impactful and super important to note. Like you said, this is the one where the line doesn't matter as much. It's almost you could say the most Marvel is Silver Age characters. Yes. Because the things that would plague Barry Allen also would plague the Flash. Because the idea of time travel and someone eventually learning your name is a serious problem. <laughs> yeah. 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 Because you're right. When Earbud Thought finds out that you're Barry Allen, well then shit. Um I think that so Flash two seventy five is the death of Iris West. Um yes. it's the the issue where the costume party, Barry goes as the Flash, um, and you think it's oh, who is the character they think it I can't remember who the, the character is they think killed Iris at the time. But it becomes this big mystery as to how Iris died. Because she gets killed at the, at the party. Barry gets she dresses Batgirl, right? She's, ba- she's dressed as Batgirl. Um, Barry actually gets like uh, doused, doused with like, oh, it's like um, heroin. Um, and there, it becomes this big mystery as like, who killed Iris? And so from 275 to 282, Barry is going through the list of suspects and going through all the things, trying to find out and dealing with the fact that his his wife is dead. The woman that he loved is dead. He's going through trying to figure out how this happened. And it is later revealed that Irbothan has come back. And Irbothan killed Iris because he had fallen in love with Iris and given her an ultimatum. You know, and she said, No, I love I love Barry. He killed her. They stuck his hand all, and they show it. I'm like, wow. Um, <laughs> for for the time period, they show that hand going through Iris's forehead, and I was like, whoo, we we did that, we did that back then. Ah, interesting. Um, but yeah, and 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 Barry um fights him and ends up leading at the beginning of time. Um. But I think this is also where you really start getting the, the true diabolical nature of Earbothon. The murderous nature of Earbothon. That Barry has not just created a mortal enemy in Earbothon. He has created somebody that, or not, not he created somebody, but he, he now has somebody who is obsessed with him and his life and wanting to right. be Barry and also is a master of time. Because that's the scary part that we'll see going forward with Earbot Thon. The, the key thing here is Earbot Thon using his own knowledge, his own 21st century knowledge, and, and his own capabilities becomes a master of manipulating time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's not a good thing. And keep in mind, like, it sounds like we're talking about something that happened a long time ago, and we are. But now this is like a deeply accepted part of the character, and it's only 30 years ago. Yes. Yes. Um, 
the next big thing. So between that time and three twenty four, Barry moves on from Iris. Uh, he becomes uh, he falls in love with and, and becomes engaged to another woman, uh, Fiona Webb. Um, and they are even going to get married. Yep. And then Earbot shows up again. And this time, again, because of his hatred of Barry, he's going to kill, kill, his, kill his new wife. And Barry stops him. But this is the clear that Barry ends up stopping him, um, ends up breaking his neck and killing Earbot Don in, 20, in 324. To the sound of raucous applause. Um, but this also gets us closer and closer to the end of this run because we get the, tr- the flash later charged with the, the, the murder of Irbothon and issues 340 to 350 are basically dealing with the trial of the flash. Um, and, and this idea of, and cause, and, and, and to be clear here, this is not like what we, what you see in the flash TV show where Barry was set up for murder. Oh, no, no, no. Barry actually did kill Earbothon. Like, I want to make it very clear here <laughs> and, that, yeah. that they, and, and, and they, do, they do not try to retcon that. They do not try to take it away. Barry kills Earbothon. Now, whether you believe if he did it on, intentionally or if he felt like this was the only thing he could do, you can have the debate. But there's, by no mistake here, Thon died at the hands of Barry Allen. You know, and even during the trial, they even have Wally show up and even kind of say that there were other options. He could have done, there were three other options he could have done, but also how much of this was because, like, Thawne was, again, trying to kill another woman that Barry loved. What would your instincts be, you know? So, um, so during this trial, actually, Ibathon comes back again. Kid, um, apparently, right, and it's later on revealed that it's it's all an illusion done by Abracadabra. Uh, Irbothon has not come back during this time, but um, the the biggest reveal though. So there's a couple things that happen during this. He's put on trial for second degree murder. Um, he ends up having his face uh, surgically changed uh, by Solvar and, and the gorillas in Gorilla City, basically because he also got the shit beat out of him. <laughs> At one point, uh, and he thought somebody might have seen his face, so he has his face surgically changed, so he no longer looks like Barry Allen. But the biggest reveal, and the one that feels like it comes out of nowhere, is the fact that Iris wasn't from this time period. Iris was from the actually from the 30th century. It gets needlessly complicated. It gets very complicated. It's needlessly complicated, like in the last. In the last page, <laughs> it's like it's, it's, like, it's it comes out of nowhere. And, and that, Poochie yeah. had to go back to his home planet, and his spaceship blew up on the way. He's never seen it. It's, it's that kind of shit. Yeah, it's it's such a weird thing. But it was also their way of trying to have Barry Allen ride out into the sunset with the woman he loved, um, and live happily with the ever. full knowledge they're about to kill his ass. Right. Well, that's the other thing, too. Because, well, like, the end goes, oh, happily ever after, for now. And I'm like, you... These motherfuckers, like, mm, by the way, we're killing Barry Allen. You may not know that yet. But right. <laughs> right. They clearly knew they were killing me. And I think that's why they did it, right? So, I think there's a couple of things. So, 
basically they come back and say that uh, uh, almost kind of like I don't know why I, I don't even know what the explanation for it was why Iris's parents sent her back to the 21st century or actually that would have been the 20th century to live at the time um, to live in the 20th century when she died her consciousness came back across the the time and they pulled it back in because they knew okay let me try to see if I can explain this right so they sent their child, Iris, into the 20th century to be raised in an adopted family. But by doing that, because they're from the 30th century, they knew the exact moment in which she would die. So at that exact moment, they captured her consciousness and brought it back, and they put it into the body of a, of a woman who had no mind or something. It, like I said, when I say it's complicated, it's I know fucking, what you said. I, I know what you're talking about, and I don't care. No, it's, it's all you need to know. It's is, so right, dumb, guys. It's so it's so dumb. But like, it's summers. It's summers family dumb. Yo, no, it is. But it, yeah. compressed into like the last half of three fifty. Like no, it's like it's literally. When I tell you, it's literally like a panel of a page where they explain. It's I'm like, so dumb. what? <laughs> <laughs> and and so Barry goes with Iris to live in the 30th century, um, for now. To, for now, right? And, they, and, they, and I can't stress that enough. That could be the episode of the next few podcasts we do. I, I, for I, now, I, I can't even stress enough that when I tell you that they literally do put live happily ever after for now. Um, it it's so fucking crazy. It it really is. Um, but yeah. Um, so it ends there. At least, but it doesn't. And uh, we all know what kind of happens in Crisis on Infinite Earths. Barry stops the anti-monitor. Barry is pulled into Crisis on Infinite Earth from the 30th century because the anti-monitor knows that he's one of the beings that can cross the multiverse. And in order to stop him, pre- preemptively stop him, he pulls him in uh, and, and, and cages him. Uh, Barry breaks free, tries to stop the anti-monitor's weapon um, and by, by running really fast, and he disappears. You know what I like about every crisis since this one? Not one villain can be beat by running fast. They <laughs> learned something. Yeah. Because um, the anti-monitor is like, the only one I'm afraid of is the Flash. Mm-hmm. And the only way to stop my machine is by running really, really fast. Whew. Good thing we've got the Flash locked up. Kill him! Yeah. Kill him! Yeah. Anti-monitor, kill it. Cut his legs off. Something. Yeah. This shit, the, we're going to hold you. Till, and I get it's the 80s, it's the plot device, yada, yada, yada. Santi Palm, you're injecting realism into a fictional narrative. I get that kind of shit. All I'm saying, cut the motherfuckers' legs. Yeah. If, I, if my plan has the word crisis come up during the discussion, plan step 2B will be cut off Speedster's legs, right. make sure anyone left is calling themselves Velocity or Excess. Or one of these other off-brand Flash names. Anyone with the word Flash in your name is getting got. Yeah. A- Avery Ho, Asian, uh, China Flash, your legs is gone. Um, 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 Jesse Quick, too close to Flash. Your legs is gone. I'm taking le- Impulse. Mm-mm. I've seen your movies. You were a kid, Flash. Legs is gone. I'm taking legs, Chris. Got to. I mean, you got to at this point. You Step one. Um, yeah. So uh, we all know that what we you don't know this is what you don't know the time is when Barry disappears. He's he's trapped in the in the Speed Force because at this time, during Crisis of Infinite Earths, there is no Speed Force. Um, Speed Force doesn't have doesn't exist as a concept right now. Uh, 
you now get into the Wally West years. We we did a whole Wally West uh, episode on this. Um, there are three times that Barry returns to Wally. Uh, he tells him, and we cover this in our in our Wally West episode. Wait, where are the three? There was um, because he tells him it's three, right? So I know the first one. So was... one was erasing. One's erasing his name, right? The second one was the the day Rogue that... War, end of Rogue War. Yeah, the end of Rogue War. Well, actually, was it the end of Rogue War? War? Uh, the Rogue yeah. War. Because that's when they go back and see, that's how Barry, that's how Wally's kids get born. Oh, you're right. So then we don't have the third one. I think third might have been Infinite Crisis. Could have been, yes. When they pull uh, Superboy Prime and Speed Force. Yes, that's it. But yeah, that, it, it's, it's, it was a thing that you knew it was a thing where Jeff Tom's like, I got these three stories to tell. And they were like, we're changing everything. <laughs> right, right. Barry's coming back. What? Barry's coming back. He's right. coming back twice. We're going to bring him back in Final Crisis, and we're going to bring him back in Rebirth. Don't worry about it. You'll write one of them. Right. See you later. Right. Um, so, again, we covered a lot of this during the Wally West year, and we're going to revisit this because this is also uh, where you really start building out the Flash family. So when we talk about this in the next episode, we'll talk more about mm-hmm. Bart, you know, Jesse Quick, you know, Max Mercury. We'll, we'll bring all those back, even more Jay into that, that period. So we'll come back to this time. Uh, you dropped in and mentioned it. Let's talk about Final Crisis which is when they bring him back. Technically, I guess they, they hint at his return and what the pre to the final crisis, what was DC universe. Zero, something like every that. goddamn thing leading yeah. up to final crisis. Yeah. They basically hit you with the sledgehammer. You know, Barry's coming back, right? The one of the last panels of the flashbook leading up to it is a red sky with the moon behind it and a lightning bolt going across it. Right. I'm like, come on guys. Like, <laughs> let's, I get it. We live in a world of previews and everyone knows it's coming. They put Barry on one of the covers of final crisis. Yeah. I understand that. Can we pretend I don't know for me? Right. Um, so in Final Crisis, and again, one day we'll cover all the crises go through this because Final Crisis feels like it's also a lot. <laughs> Just and it's, it's so- Grant Morrison giving the keys to the DC universe like and said, it gets as weird as you think it gets. It, but right. one I, of the weirdness is Barry Allen outracing literal death, which is a cool image. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> And 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 him and Wally uh, being chased by death, hitting, uh, having it go through Darkseid to stop Darkseid because so, Final Crisis. Yeah, you want to. When you the issue come- comes out, it's called "Let There Be Lightning." In a Daily News story, had a line from Jeff Johns that says, "When the greatest evil comes back to the DC universe, the greatest hero needed to return." Now, I am not one. I am one of those. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I grew up on Wally. Wally lost my flash. Chris, I believe, falls in zip camp. We're nerds of a certain age. Yeah. I was very anxious when they brought back Barry. Remain so because they keep sidelining my flash. But I'll say this. There was a risk they really ran to even bring him back. Because in death, he was Uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. He was larger than life. If you wanted to bring and give your story gravitas, you threw Barry Allen on at it. Not, not Clark Kent, not Superman. When they did Identity Crisis, mm-hmm. one of the big hooks was Barry's got a secret he's got to tell Wally. Mm-hmm. When, when, when Green Arrow says, uh, you know, we should have to run it by the big man, and a whole issue later, Wally goes back to him and says, when you said big man, you didn't want to talk about Superman, were you? He says, nope. I had to make sure you were ready to do what needed to be done and learn about your uncle. Mm-hmm. So there was a real, like, yes, is it, is it 
You're playing with a simple tagline, yes. Is it Jeff Johns' admitting nostalgia for the Silver Age? Of course it is. But it's also a, a marketing gamble. And it's an in-story gamble. Because we've got this thing that's shown as the ultimate sacrifice. And if you bring them back, you immediately undercut it. And for what it's worth, I think they walked the tightrope well. What do you what no. before we get into the minutia of rebirth and all the things that came after it? What did you think about the idea of bringing back Barry Allen? No, I, I think you, I think it's the nail on the head. It's like it's it, you, you're right. It's like bringing back Uncle Ben. It's bringing back, you know, it's bringing back Jean Grey. It's bringing back these characters that are so tied to a sacrifice that whose death meant so much and changed so much, like. Barry Allen's death, he didn't just die. He died saving not just the world, the multiverse, right? He died saving the mm-hmm. multiverse. And then, you know, there, there's all these issues talking about, you know, hey, at some point, even leading up to this, hey, at some point, Wally, you're going to take over for your, for, for your, you're going to take over for me. I'm going to retire and you're going to be the new Flash and things like that. They do all this stuff in here. And then you get, you know, when you, when you read that, the, the Wally West years of volume two and really start getting in the Mark Wade, Wade run in that volume two run. And they're building up the flash, building up Wally and Wally literally running to stay in his, his uncle's footsteps and realizing that the reason why he can't run as fast as he can, is because he's, tr- he's living in his uncle's foot uh, in his uncle's shadow. It is such a huge piece. And, and you, you're right. Like I said, we brought this up when, so, so Barry comes back in final crisis. Um, and literally running with Jay is, is Jay Wally and, and, and Barry running together. The Flash the rebirth; those six issues that that for, for Jeff Johns really kind of gets into you, uh, Barry coming back. And I, I hinted at the beginning of the episode when when Bart, who's who's back as well from the what Bart's from what the thirty first century, thirtieth century. Yeah, they brought him back in Legion in the Legion Lost crossover, or not the Legion Lost crossover, um, Legion of Three Worlds crossover. They brought right. him and Connor back at the same time. Right. So. So when 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 Bart is Bart, Bart's looking there and everybody's like, "Aren't you happy your Barry's back?" He's like, "No, because like Wally's my Flash." Barry, like he, like I appreciate them putting that hit Bart in there because Bart, I think, was all of us going like, "I don't know about you bringing Bart Barry back." One, I don't really know Barry, right? None of us really knew Barry. Anybody our age group didn't really know Barry. We only knew Barry, like Bart knew Barry, which was the stories, the legends, the man, the legend, Barry Allen. We didn't read Barry Allen comics, right? We read Wally West comics. We, we read, shit, we probably read Bart Allen comics, right? We didn't read about Barry. We only knew about Barry from the stories that everybody else told about how great he is. So in this six issues that, uh, the, the six rebirth issues that, that Jeff John wrote, Bart is us, you know? And, um, and, and that tension between Bart and, and, and Barry stays in a, a, a little bit until at least until Blackest Night, when they save save um, uh, save Bart from there. But we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later. But the the rebirth issues um, not only bring Barry back, but also bring Thawne back. And this is also where, we, where Jeff Johns decides that he's going to um, murder um, <laughs> murder Barry's mom by having Thawne behind it. Um, Couple things. Thawne now has his own reverse speed force, um, and and the other thing they do with with bring Barry back is Barry isn't is no longer the teacher. 
And this is something that, that carries through that Wilmson run because when Barry was the Flash, the Speed Force didn't exist. So while he was trapped in the Speed Force, and while he knows something, something about some of the stuff, he's not the expert on the Speed Force. Wally right. knows more about the Speed Force. Oh, Jay way knows more. way more than Speed Force. Wally doesn't know. I mean, uh, Barry doesn't know. And so you're now dealing, and now he's dealing with something like Thawne coming back. And, and Thawne's revealed uh, to be, um, there's one, there's something that Barry can't figure out what the, what the, what's going on with him, why uh, something just doesn't feel right when he comes back. Uh, at one point, um, he's imbued with the, the, the black flash, the, 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 the death of the flash. And he, he actually ends up killing Savitar when Savitar, when he touches Savitar. Uh, and he, he realizes that he's been infected by what um, part of the, re, the reverse speed force that, um, that Eobot had. But more importantly, Eobot has started changing time. The, 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 the what, what Barry was remembering, Barry was also being affected by the fact that Eobot had killed his mom, had gone back in time, killed his mom. Later on, I can't remember if it's in these six issues or if it was, I think it was an issue leading up to, I think it's the issues leading up to Flashpoint where they show that how, how devious and how much time Eobot had changed. It wasn't just killing Barry's mom. Eobot killed his own brother. Made it so that his own, he, didn't, he used to have a brother, made it so he didn't have one. Eobot was going yeah. through time and literally changing his own, his own past to make sure that he became the reverse Flash that he needed to become. It is a, like, it's, I understand when you play around with time, you play around with all the stuff and some of the stuff you don't always agree with, but what they did with Eobot here to make him even more fucking terrifying was just that. Absolutely fucking terrifying. To go yes. back and have him literally going through to make his his past self become the evil future self. Like you see him go in there. Like his, his brother at one point had, uh, because I think uh, experimenting on the speed force in, in, in the 25th century was a crime and his brother wanted him to turn himself in. So he literally goes back and makes sure that he doesn't have a brother. That like, bro, what he does to that poor woman. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The woman that he, 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 he starts, he, he he falls in love with. He goes from she had well she had a she had a fiance, so he makes sure her fiance doesn't exist. He goes through all this stuff, and when she finally when he finally has her, and she still doesn't want him, he literally shakes her so that she doesn't remember any. Like it's like this is why I'm like no no I'm never gonna have an earbothon like a uh, uh, villain agenda because this man is pure evil. <laughs> like he's an atemporal serial killer. Yes, yes, and and um. Again, so so uh, you have that you have the during the the rebirth where where it's revealed that Earbod uh, killed Barry's mom and then set his father up for um, the crime, and this is where the more, more modern take on Barry coming in comes in. The Barry that most people think about starts here, starts with this rebirth here. Um, again, you get this with um, uh, continues to one in Flash Volume Three. You have the uh, Blackest Night is part of the Blackest Night, um, Jeff John Blackest Night storyline. Uh, Barry becomes a blue blue lantern. Uh, Earbud uh, becomes a black lantern. Uh, Barry and w- Wally save Bart from becoming a black lantern. Um, and um, yeah, 
And this is all because all these flashes keep dying. Yes. Yeah. That's what flashes do also. Um, and this is all kind of leading up to to Flashpoint. Like I said, the issue. I'll, I'll find it, but I think it's a volume three issue that, that will, again, kind of goes into the details about what Earbot Thawne did to kind of prepare, that leads up into Flashpoint. It's basically seeing that Earbot is putting these pieces in place to basically have Barry wake up in Flashpoint um, and not be the Flash anymore, but his mom is, mom's alive. Um, and we, we, I think we've talked enough about Flashpoint before. Um, it's, Overall, it's a is a fine concept. I think it's been it it it. I think the fallout from what they did with it causes problems, right? Because of what ends up coming with New Fifty Two and the decisions that that DC made. Um, I think it's all been kind of fixed a little bit with Rebirth. Hmm. Or at least on this way to being yeah. fixed with rebirth. So it's 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 the retconning that's working. But I think that that I think some of the long lessons wrong lessons were learned out of out of Flashpoint because then that leads into convergence and then it goes into New Fifty Two and New Fifty Two. I think is one of the things I think all of us would like to forget. It never happened, right? Um, but rebirth, you're right. It's one of those things where. You kind of watch it, a creator, in this case, Joshua Williamson, who's also been given the helm of the recent Infinite um, Frontiers initiative. He puts his arm around it all and says, I'll take it all. You're like, wait, what, what, what parts of you want to use? I said, I'll take it all. You're... Sir, is that John Fox in your outline? It is John Fox. We'll get to him. Just get, give it all to me. And it all matters, it all counts. And for the first time in a long time, Barry felt like a part of it all. Mm-hmm. And we'll cover that when we do the, the combo book club on that run. Um, we might keep that. I, I will talk about keeping that off the premium. I think that might be a, a, a free run. There oh, no, 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 no. That's, that's definitely going to be a free run. I, I want to. Okay. I think, I think it ties very closely to this. I, I, I don't want to. There's so much to cover in, in there. And it all. I think this is, to me, doing this bear run. And then what we're going to do in the next, the follow up to this episode with the rest of the Flash family. I think you need to have both of those done first, and then you go and cover. You need to deep dive into the Wilmson run then, right? And we'll probably even cover a little bit of the more of the little new fifty two because I know people are probably you're going to leave us here, but I think we have to because in order to really understand, I think some of the choices that were made in new fifty two, or no, I'm sorry, not even understand them to deal with some of the choices that were made in new fifty two to understand our reaction to the choices that were made, right? You need to really go to deep deep dive into the Wilmson run, and it really is its own episode on its own part. But you also need everything else that came before it. So you need to have this kind of primer on Barry Allen. You'll need to get the next primer we're going to have where we kind of go through some of those other characters. We'll go into the more details on Bart. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other Flash family members. We'll talk about the kids, because one thing we didn't mention before, when, when Barry goes in the 30th century, Iris becomes pregnant, and you have the Tornado Twins, right? It's like you have um, these characters and, and, you know, Wally has kids, you know? So all these things come up and we'll talk a little bit more about the, the, the peripheral characters surrounding um, uh, Barry and Wally in the next episode. And that'll then set us up for when we go and we deep dive into the Wilmson run later this year. Uh, because, um, yeah, we love that run. And that, that run literally brings us full circle in all of this. Especially... And we'll have to... Go ahead. No, no. I was gonna say even even with bringing 
full circle on the Earbot Thon stuff. Like it's when you when you when after re- going back and reading all this earlier stuff up here, the I had more of appreciation for the end of I, I already appreciated it up front, but I even more of an appreciation for the end of the Wilmson run and what he did with Thon after oh, the choice he made. Oh, the cho- my yeah, God. It, it's, it's so good. And so I think you need to get, we're, so we're we're looking at this. This is the Barry Allen primer. You got the rest of the Flash family next time. And then we'll go into that Wilmson run later this year, and I think you'll have a we'll we'll, we'll finally cover the flashes, <laughs> and we'll see how I feel next time we get into this about the names Don and Don Allen. I, every day I vacillate like that's that's super dumb, or that that's kind of cute. It's, I can't decide, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah. So, um, cool. Um, about an hour and fifteen minutes. Not too bad on 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 Barry. Not like too shabby. Not too shabby. And again, we we have there's there's some big holes in here, but we're gonna fill the holes in. Later, particularly, um, I, I my, will say, go ahead. go ahead. My favorite Barry Allen flash story is the return of Barry Allen, which is sad. Right before, before the more recent stuff, but like for a long time, that was my favorite Barry Allen story, and it's a story about how his absence affects everything else. Yeah, I'm, I for one, like on the other side of it, like where we are today, post Williamson, I'm glad they brought him back. Yeah, yeah, me too. I wouldn't have said it at the time. There are times I probably have not said it on this podcast, but. After Williamson is seeing what you can do, I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. There definitely were. I, I'm with you on that. Like, I wasn't, wasn't a big fan. I always will say Wally is my Flash. Uh, and just because I grew up with him. It's like there's so much. so And so much of what we know about the Flash came from that. But I think that Williamson's run, when we cover it, will kind of show you that he built on that, right? The, he built mm-hmm. on the fact that Barry, Barry came back and Barry still didn't learn. Barry came back and didn't take time to learn about the the, the Speed Force before he started fucking it up, right? Because well, he came back and well, we'll talk about when you rebirth. But he came back and was like, "I this is all borrowed time." Yeah, this is all cake. This is all frosting. I can't take any. I can't take a second to even learn. So yeah, I again, we will talk about it more. I am a huge fan of that Williamson run, and now I'm going to go read Greenland Rebirth because guess what? Kyle's my Kyle's my GL. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's that I, I, I do. Um, oh, there's one thing I wanted to bring up. Oh, I did want to bring up one other thing you can read in this because, um, read, um, Mark Wade also did do, uh, the, the, the flat we mentioned before the Green Lantern Flash and Flash Brave and the Bold. It's six issues. Um, it, it's really good to kind of see just it's to see, you know, Hal and Barry working together because of that friendship there. We um that kind of ties into something we brought we bring up later on. Um, and the last issue is basically um how uh trying to be there for 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 Barry after Iris's death, Iris died, right? And um yeah, and so it is written is written at each issue is written at a different period in their time in their in their lives um together, and it's taking place after both of them um have gone through their stuff. So after Barry had died after, because other things do Barry die. Barry dies before Hal becomes paralyzed and goes through his whole thing. And so that becomes, a, and, come, and comes back afterward and comes back after. Yeah. Cause when he comes back, he, he's talking to Hal and Hal's like, Oh, you missed the whole parallax thing. So don't even, don't even trip it, buddy. <laughs> you missed me at my worst. So, um, but yeah, yeah. So, but stay tuned. We'll be back. We're going to cover some of the some of the holes in the next episode when we talk about some of the additional members. And then stay tuned for the new towards it. And it'll be probably be much later after we do after we finish 
Invincible will do um, the Wilmson run next as um, a combo book club on the Character Corner feed. So stay tuned for that. So Perfect. Yep. Uh, but the next one, next thing coming up after this will be the next set of Invincible, uh, the next five, five volumes of Invincible. So stay tuned for that. So again, folks, thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe Character Corner and uh, we will be back in a couple weeks. So thank you guys very much for listening. Till next time we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>